Welcome to the Story Machine 9000, a podcast where we conceptualize movies based on the 48-hour concept. Our movies comprise of four things, a genre, a prop, a line of dialogue, and a location. It's kind of like that jar of jelly beans where you have to guess how many jelly beans there are, and there's that one girl in your uh, grade school class that is just way too good at it. So there's a <laughs> one girl who's way too good at this podcast. Yeah, there, there is a little girl out there who is really good at this podcast. <laughs> She's not. You know who you are. My name is Joshua Lytle. I am a storyteller, podcaster, and filmmaker. I am Chris Wegman. I am also a filmmaker and a podcaster, and I just got back from Vancouver. I'm Chad Dankert. I am a filmmaker, storyteller, and art director. And we actually have a very special guest today, uh, our good friend and uh, former co-worker, Brent Howard. Yay. Thanks, guys. I'm an assistant editor during the week. I'm a filmmaker on the weekends, and I like when things come in threes. Perfect. Ooh. Mm. Threes are good. Yep. And uh, Brent, you live in L.A. now. That's right. right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, been living there for about three years now. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he came all the way out here just for this. Yeah. <laughs> really shows how big this podcast yeah, is. Right. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, without further ado, let's fire up the story machine. And uh, Brent, seeing as how you are the, uh, the special guest, there's a uh, canister of uh, kerosene over there, if you mm-hmm. wouldn't mind pouring that into the tank of the story machine so we can fire it up. Okay. Uh, here we go. Nicely it's heavy. Be careful. It's heavy. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Okay. He, you, you got muscles out in L.A. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. You got to fit in, right? Yeah. You have to be fit to fit in. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. I guess uh, I guess I'll go ahead and press the uh, ignition button. Oh, it got stuck. Good job. <laughs> Push it harder. Well, it just won't come out again. We're going to have to have someone fix it. Well, regardless, the, 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 the machine's working. Yeah. It's just never going to stop. Yeah. No. Uh, so we'll just uh, we'll st- just stick with the first criteria that it prints out. Okay, here we go. The genre is disaster. <laughs> and this I- film is going to be a disaster. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, here comes the the prop. Is a whoa, a four hundred and fifty seven pound marble statue of Al Pacino. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what was the weight? Four hundred and fifty seven <laughs> pounds. Okay. because that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, the line's coming out. The line is, how high is it? Okay. <laughs> hmm. Not how much it weighs. Yeah, but how high? How, how high is it? <clears throat> uh, the, uh, the location's coming out all the way over here. <laughs> yeah. It says the location's an airplane. Nice. Do you hear that? Yep. Okay. All right. How high is it? Airplane? That's, this could work. Yeah. And disaster. And disaster on an airplane. Well, just real quick mm-hmm. uh, for continuity, because now the machine won't turn off. I'm just going to oh, unplug yeah. it. Oh, good. Yep. Just unplug it, it from yeah. the wall. Oh, man. It just printed out some extra some yeah. extra stuff that would have been really good, but we can't use it. No. Mm-mm. I'm not even going to tell you. Yep. Just <laughs> right in the memory <laughs> hole. Yep. So, usually this is the part of the podcast where we talk about the genre and our sort of first impressions of it. So, does anyone want to go first? Disaster? Well, well the first thing that comes into mind, I, I, I don't know, the uh, San Andreas. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming out. Anything with a rock, basically. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, yeah. disaster is not my go-to 
genre. I mean, you name it. It's Day After Tomorrow. Mm. Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. Deep Impact. Mm-hmm. Armageddon. So, yeah. I mean, End of all the those things. I mean, you could even put like World War Z into that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, I think, you know, based on a lot of the trailers that I see, it conjures up images of just these just absolute wreckage, you know, cities, big monuments mm-hmm. being sort of toppled over by something. Like 450 pound monuments. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of, of Al Pacino. Yeah. yeah. President Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think they, they often follow, I mean, you could take like that Harmon's wheel or that, you know, mm-hmm. they essentially can follow that. They yeah. start in a space. And then your characters are immediately sent into disaster mode, mm-hmm. into yeah. the underworld where they have to recover from it. Yeah, but to Chris's point, I mean, it could be, or I mean, even something like, uh, like on a ship, because I think you said uh, Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, or uh, so the purposes of the. It, as it, it doesn't have to, to be a airplane, natural. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be a natural disaster. And the most famous disaster movie on an airplane is probably Airplane. <laughs> You know, the most famous. The most, the most famous. Because <laughs> no one actually yeah. remembers the movies that it's a joke on. Yeah. I was thinking Con Air, but. Oh, yeah. Air Force One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get off my plane. There you go. There it is. Snakes yeah. on a plane. Like, yeah. Oh, on a plane. Yeah, Pretty, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so it doesn't have to be some sort of like global. It doesn't have to be a natural disaster. I think that's up to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it could be a natural. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the idea that it t- all takes place on a plane. I think it just has to have the hallmark of. Everything was normal. Mm-hmm. Then something does it, something breaks yeah. <laughs> or something happens, mm-hmm. and then your 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 group of people must deal. And ultimately, like there's a large group that gets winnowed down by disaster mm-hmm. <laughs> until yeah. there's just a few yeah. left. Yeah, and so beyond just the sort of the setting or the context, I mean, I think a lot of those films feature. If if it's a natural disaster, it definitely features a scientist who tried to warn everybody, <laughs> and everyone dismissed him, and then in the end, he was right. And yeah. now he's got to save everyone's ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's everyone's often, collective ass. There's often lots of foreshadowing yeah. for the yeah. audience, yeah. right? But everybody mm-hmm. in the movie hasn't, or they have yeah. no clue in this world. They're like, oh yeah. Or in some of those disaster movies that involve like a, a ship or a plane or something like that, there's the the person who has to, like the passenger who has to rise to oh to, to be help, the hero to be the hero. Ooh. You know, maybe has something in their past that. The unsuspecting hero. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. I mean, I'm just thinking of airplane a lot. You know, he's, <laughs> he's not the pilot, yeah. you know, and he doesn't want to fly because of because of what happened back in the war, uh, buddy. And he, he develops a drinking problem. He, <laughs> <laughs> is is a final destination like a disaster? Because that that has like like really good foreshadowing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I think you might be you might be splitting hairs. I mean, I think it's those those films are billed as being horror. Mm-hmm. It has really? more horror. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Only only because it has a m- monster element to it, right? Like there's death. Death kind of follows these kids around. Right. Something. Right. But yeah, the the first one was it was like built on sort of that disaster theme, yeah. though, right? It was just Accidents. a series of disaster yeah. movies. Yeah, it was contained like, into one person. movie. Right. <clears throat> and so, I, and, and the reason I brought that up is because I I, I feel like whatever whatever we end up doing, we know it's going to start out as a normal flight and something's going to go wrong but i'm actually in this instance i'm more interested in the the characters mm-hmm. that are involved in this situation yeah. so maybe quick quick question mm-hmm. is it a because we could probably we could probably land this plane really fast mm-hmm. is it uh nice yes thank you thanks i'll, I'll be here all, all <laughs> night 
Is does does the whole story take place on an airplane, or is an airplane one seen in a broader story? Or what if it all takes place on a bus? <laughs> <laughs> it could. It's and, called the bus that can't slow down. Yeah. <laughs> and like the airplane is just like in the sky. Um, it's it's just featured sure what, in one shot. Yeah. <laughs> they're just they're, they're they're just monitoring the bus from, from an, an airplane. airplane. Oh. <laughs> Someone says, "How high is that plane?" <laughs> Yeah, I mean all of our shit in one thing. So I just wanted it's to get the, to, I just wanted to get the speed reference. Yeah, yeah. Enough not to hit the statue. I mean because it's because it's specifically our location, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel slightly obligated to mm-hmm. to to have the entire film take not the entire film. I mean obviously you can but the drama you can have people board the plane and then mm-hmm. obviously exit yeah. the plane if they survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I dig it. It's it gives us nice guardrails, I think, to play with. And so I'm, I'm, I'm already thinking like our main character could either be a pilot or they could be a flight attendant or they could be a passenger or they could be a stowaway. I mean, ah, stowaway. That's kind of cool. You know, and it doesn't even have to be a commercial airliner either. Mm. It could be a cargo plane, could be especially anything. thinking about the, the potential cargo, this pot. Ma- I was going to say massive statue of Al Pacino. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it could be one of those, you know, really crappy planes that flies in from like Mexico. Hong Kong. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, oh, I thought you were talking about like yeah, a cargo like a char- plane. Okay. Like I thought you were talking about like a charter plane or uh, uh, like a rinky dink <laughs> puddle jumper. Yeah. Um, this is kind of interesting because really the, the genre doesn't really lend itself to any sort of like mm-hmm. character in particular. I mean, other than, you know, we, we mentioned the scientist or sort of the uh, mm-hmm. unexpected hero. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're right. There's no specific characters, but I think there is sometimes there's probably a third, right? Or there could be a third, which is usually the person that's kind of the denier, the person yeah. that doesn't believe that said disaster is going to happen or the, the person that doesn't. And they're the usually person, the first person that gets totally. So it's like the person who hinders the group well i don't know yeah. this is this also makes it kind of interesting too because when i think about disaster movies i i think of the the sort of lack of an a- antagonist because it's sort of like uh it's sort of a man versus nature story and so mm-hmm. your your antagonist tends to be just a force of nature right. or a situation and so yeah i was just saying this i i feel like there's a lot of times there's that they personify that through the like non-believer yeah who usually gets totally killed in the film not just a little killed not like 50 percent killed oh man totally 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 killed the the prop kind of fits nicely because you like how do you transport a 457 pound statue airplane maybe that's the thing that the the naysayer our our main character who's Mm -hmm. like no you shouldn't do this is so worried about yeah (laughs) like (laughs) there's so many better ways that we could transport this statue yeah why do we need to use the plane? And yeah. they're like, no, yeah. no, no, it's fine. I mean, I can easily see the situation being that there is a this statue of Al Pacino that needs to make it across the country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so they're flying it in sort of a. It's a commercial airliner, but it's a larger one, mm-hmm. and so it has uh, space in the cargo hold for it, and and it, it's, yeah. it's on its way to some specific event. It's Al Pacino's. I don't know. 50th birthday. I don't think yeah. he's, he's older than 50. <laughs> what if it, it's is. like after he died and this is to commemorate him? Okay. That would be a good a good way to not include him in the film. Yeah, there we go. We don't have budget for him. So, good. I think you said something earlier where he was the president. So, maybe this is in the future yeah. Yeah. where Al Pacino has been the president. Yeah. Oh, man. And, now, and, and, and we're moving the capital from D.C. <laughs> to like L.A. or something. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> so, so everything's Hollywood. It's too much like our kung fu movie. <laughs> okay, right. all right. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't want to open up the uh, the Pandora's box of yeah. world building. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back just a little yeah. bit to when I was about to interrupt you. Yep. But to to go along with the disaster movie, where usually the there's like a big disaster and and what possibly couldn't go wrong, maybe like Titanic. What like oh, it's unsinkable. What if this is the largest cargo air like plane ever built? So it, so it's it's sort of this grand machine. That's supposed to be. It's like the Hercules. It's, yeah, you know? it's like the Hercules of airplanes, and they're like, oh, you know. I think it depends where you want to put the emphasis. Do you want to put the emphasis on the cargo, or do you want to put the emphasis on the plane? Well, wouldn't that be why they put this most this important statue on the plane? On an experimental. Well, I, yeah, mean, I guess it's it, maybe not entirely experimental. I mean, it's being used for other. It's like it's. Yeah. It's just like this is the biggest one ever built. It's the best so money can buy. So, uh, so they could use the plane to rescue people. But instead, they're using the space for the statue. So it's kind of like the like the rich people get away with it. Uh, I kind of like where you're going, and I don't know if this I've, I don't know if I'm exactly tracking, but I like this idea of it's the, it's the plane that's so big that you know the airlines are in in uh, in dire straits, and so they're they're building these large planes that carry passengers in addition to cargo, mm-hmm. and so it's it's kind of got this greed element to it where. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you can't you can't do that because the cargo will be too heavy and you'll be in a danger. You'll you'll be endangering passengers. And so, you know, and, and then there's sort of like a but there's like a greed, like a money. Yeah, there's like a like an evil airline exec who <laughs> <laughs> not that those exist. but <laughs> I like it. I think it's providing sort of that hook that I was that I was missing. So we have the space where in the future and it could be the near future, airlines are trying to capitalize and grow grow their business by expanding into like a mutual business model of we transport like instead of sending two planes yeah, yeah just right. send one we send one we, we transport plane. people and cargo all at the same time yeah they're double dipping which yeah. is there's actually some history there where early on in the airline industry they realized that they couldn't make money by just transporting people that they needed to ship like mail and other things so there is some like history that yeah but yeah, to your point this is up. the biggest one this is yet. the bi- yeah this, this is, is the future and yeah they're really banking on this idea that yeah. you know why send two planes when you could send one yeah and mm-hmm. and what i mean let's like let's play it up even a little bit more so I, i'm what if you can even get these really really extra cheap economy seats that are like down in the cargo hold so this is oh, like man. titanic yeah i, oh, I mean yeah oh, like, I, was, I mean like titanic of the sky i was gonna say snow piercer yeah. yeah yeah oh god no but i mean but i, I mean hear me out it's kind of it, there's there could be some fun stuff there okay. right like there's people that are literally sitting down in the cargo hold that mm-hmm. they're playing cards on boxes. Yeah. Okay so so we've we've decided that this is essentially titanic on a plane <laughs> I mean, you could go not the that same way. characters, no. but you know, I feel a title brewing. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'd be cool to introduce conflict um, um, with the statue where someone who's like basically the liaison between the owner uh, and the statue itself um, wants to keep it safe, and then could it be the artist? Yeah, yeah. So like the artist is trying to ship this um, statue, and. Um, it's about say like the plane's about to go down. They have to decide if they want to dump the statue yeah. to save everybody. Mm-hmm. I like that as kind of a kind of one of the uh, like something that would happen in Act Three. 
mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I, I, I also want to take advantage of the the specificity as it relates to the weight of the statue. <laughs> like, I mean, at the end of the day, 450 pounds is really not that much. <laughs> but you could have fooled true. me. Every time I check a bag, they're like, "What do you want to do? You want to you want to make this plane go down?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. This, this equipment this is, is sixty pounds. This is this you is, need to pay two hundred dollars. <laughs> Money will solve this problem. <laughs> We're gonna scare you from putting this on the plane. I feel like this has happened to you many times. Yeah, it, it has. There, there must be some algorithm where they just know how much more fuel to put into it. Yeah. Or maybe that, maybe that's where the spin comes in. Oh yeah. So maybe it's that it like in this new world and the model of this is that because of the way that they do this and how they factor what they really track weight and everything. And I'm sure airlines do this because I know I've been on planes sitting on the tarmac where they're like, we're going to be delayed 20 minutes. We're going to shut off the engine so we don't, so we still have enough fuel to make it to where we need or to Or the go. opposite where they're like, we're going to sit here and we're going to burn some fuel off. So, <laughs> so we, we don't, don't need, crash. Yeah. We don't, <laughs> we don't need, need all of it. Like it's too heavy. Yeah. So yeah right. Well, that's what I mean. Fuel. There's this direct correlation between the weight of the statue and the risk or something that, something that incites the, the disaster. Right, so maybe it's something to do with the weight, and so the statue, the prop weighs approximately or exactly four hundred and fifty-seven pounds, mm-hmm. but the artist or someone, the exec, writes it in as four hundred and fifty, so it can make the shipment. Oh dear God! Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, that's great. Like just I like, like that. makes a little change. Yeah, mm-hmm. seven pounds. Seven, well, seven yeah. pounds makes a big so, difference. So they, yeah. they lie. Yeah. So they can get it to its destination that day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they can get it to so, where it needs to be. So who's the one who's lying? Do I kind of like. Yet? I don't know. I like the idea of it, it, I, either an artist mm-hmm. or maybe it's a like a personal assistant. Yeah. I, I. I don't. I don't want it to necessarily be nefarious, right? Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like th- this is my okay. this is my job, mm-hmm. and sort of the person that made the mistake, right? I, yeah. And yeah. I f- and I feel like that's kind of the hallmark of a lot of disaster films. It's not. It's not necessarily bad intentions, it's mm. just negligence. Like it could be anybody and right. I think that's kind of important where it's yeah, it could literally be any person that makes a mis- mistake. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. It's like yeah. the white lie that literally brings down Jumbo Jet. Yeah. <laughs> we need this plane needs a name. We'll yes, we'll work it does. On that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like the Spruce Goose. Which yeah, <laughs> that is a plane. But better than <laughs> yeah, that. Better. Yeah. I was going I was thinking Sky Whale. Sky. <laughs> Sky. Welcome to Sky Whale. <laughs> oh, I can oh, see the I can see the little animation of the whale like in clouds. Yeah, it's sky whale. It's so good. <laughs> I think my favorite part about actually making this film would be having to make a safety video for this fake airline. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sky Whale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like the super modern. Yeah, like um, I don't know. We just do like a, we pull a Jurassic World and we get a celebrity to be our uh, oh Jimmy yeah. Fallon <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so okay so, so, so right, we, I think we we've got it established mm-hmm. and then I think what we we got one character yeah we have like the one character but I think what we'd be we what we need to now develop is who's the who's like the the our scientist if you will the person that knows this the person that might be in the beginning sort of skeptical about the entire idea yeah. of so, transporting humans and cargo and just maybe even it's just about aviation mm-hmm. of this scale like maybe it's just like dudes this is stupid like we built it too big yeah we, <laughs> we combined <laughs> all these dinosaurs <laughs> we flew too close to the sun 
Oh, what was that? How high is it? Yeah. Uh, the the uh, character that Leonardo DiCaprio played, Hughes. Oh, uh, uh, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. So yeah. he, so he he built like these planes. He engineered them, and um, I mean sometimes he was um, like wrong about you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it could be the designer. I was gonna say maybe this. Uh, I, this goes a little bit into the world building again, but it might help this main character. What if this is the first flight? So it's like yeah. the, it's the first actual flight with passengers, and it's yeah. not the test flights. Like that's happened. Yeah, this is its crowning maiden voyage. Mm-hmm. Maiden yeah. voyage. Thank you. And so the design. Maybe it is the designer is on the plane. So it's literally yeah. the Titanic. Well, <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I mean, he wasn't the main on ca- Titanic. He wasn't the main character. Though. That's true. Oh, that's yeah, true. I was thinking, and you know, like this, this, this may or may not be mm-hmm. the main character. It just might be the person that has the knowledge. It might be that yeah. person that's like, mm-hmm. like, listen, we're at forty thousand feet, and we're seven pounds overweight. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, or whatever it is, whatever causes the malfunction, whatever causes this like in-flight disaster. This yeah. dude has a little bit of know-how, mm-hmm. um, and thus probably finds his demise somehow because he's the smart one or, i mean i don't know maybe not i'm just i'm moving i'm moving quickly yeah i'm trying to narrow down uh the options and what for whatever reason what comes to mind is a pilot mm-hmm. a flight attendant or a passenger i you know because I, I initially started with grounds crew because i think you know oh yeah they would know how much something weighs but then again they're not going to be on the plane mm-hmm. uh when it's in the air and so those are the sort of three that well, I'm, I'm kind of kicking around in my head. And as as passenger, I was just trying to, if like, it is the passenger, they should have a reason why they would know. So like it could be, the passenger could be a former pilot who has some know-how. There the you go. passenger yeah. could be like a journalist who is trying to dig, like who has like a story, like knows something or wants to prove something. So from the passenger standpoint, sorry, they don't need to. the The weight isn't in, important to them. That's more of like insight for the audience, right? Yeah. Is that? I mean, well, or no? So maybe it's like a as part of this new venture, it's kind of public knowledge that, by the way, you know, this flight is also hauling this really mm-hmm. awesome statue so that would of make, uh, yeah. Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of throw another wrinkle in there, what if this sort of near future space age plane was just completely automated too so there's no pilot and so by virtue of this passenger being an a former pilot or a retired pilot there isn't really a it becomes this sort of man versus machine element i like it i like that yeah yeah yeah. i dig it too okay cool we got that might be a little resentful of the fact that he's on a plane that's run by machines like he might have lost his job because of this so so he's reluctant to like kind of he doesn't want to be on yeah yeah but he has some reason i mean not that he doesn't want to be on the plane. Yeah, he's a he's, little surly about it. Yeah. So he's just like a normal citizen. He's just a normal. He used to be yeah. a pilot. Yeah. And he's kind of. going to visit his daughter who's having surgery out in California. Well, what if? Or what, I mean, what if it's a? What if he's like the? He's the a retired pilot, right? He works for the airline still, and so he he is like a little resentful because like my jobs are being taken by automation, but like there still has to be this like element of safety. And mm-hmm. so he's on this maiden voyage because he has to be, or is he like endorsing be. it? No, not endorsing. Okay. It. He's just, ne- he's just like, he's the, he's going on the maiden voyage because I'm going to check this thing out and see how it works. Okay. Type so, of deal. so he's kind of like a, maybe like a technician. Yeah. Like a technician or um, like a, I, I was, I was going into the realm of like, 
Did you guys ever see Space Cowboys with like Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. and all those dudes? Mm-hmm. Oh, he he like knows the sister. He's the yeah. only person that knows the they system. Were, they were like gonna send. They sent those dudes up there because they only they were the guys that knew. Mm-hmm. I kind of think of it like that. Like, there's, well, I mean, that's where I was going with like the engineer or like the the designer of the plane. Yeah, yeah, but maybe. maybe but when we were talking about when we were talking about the pilot, like a pilot who lost his job, I was thinking like he's completely removed mm. from the. From the actual, he happens to be on this plane. Yeah, I mean, he 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 needs to f- go somewhere right. for some reason, just yeah. like anyone else. You know, like, if I was on a plane and I had to go to across the country, and then I get you, you know, like, yeah, I liked where Brent, I like where mm-hmm. I think you were going with like, there's there's like two sides, right? So there's this, imagine there's this young guy who helped design this, who helped design the automated sky whale, mm-hmm. right? And he's all like proud of it. He's getting all this recognition. But then there's the old school guy who, who's all manual. He's all man. He's like, yeah. I know how planes fly, right? Right. And and I helped you hook computers into this shit to make this thing fly, right? I gave you the knowledge of like how to make a, how a plane fly or something. And so there's a nice. And the cool thing about that is, is by virtue of um, the the person who loaded the statue onto the the plane. By virtue of them lying about the weight, it's one of those things where, you know, obviously a computer can't sense motive mm-hmm. or motivation, right? Mm-hmm. And so where where a human pilot might say, oh, he can feel the yeah, weight Yeah, you know, he, you know a, a human pilot might be able to say, that seems unusually light for a marble statue, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. And so maybe it's not just off by a few Seven pounds, pounds or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, ooh, I like it. Yeah. So we have these like, we have the 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 character duo who they 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 either work together or mm-hmm. don't. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean, kind of like that they that they have some sort of a relationship mm-hmm. that's established. So you have that sort of like mm-hmm. the Ooh. new age. The like, hey, dude, just come on. This is the the sky sky whale is the future. Mm-hmm. And so so what if it's the maiden voyage and this young hotshot wants to do well. Um, like he wants this automated it maybe it's the first automated plane and we're you know 20 years into the future and um, he doesn't want anybody any man controlling it to prove that this like fleet works and um, so he's basically the antagonist of this uh, protagonist who wants to save the plane so when so when when the when the story begins and they're getting on the plane the designer wants to prove that his creation his creation is successful that it can fly itself and yeah. it can solve any problem yeah and the pilot has been sent as like a fail safe you know like we just we we need someone there to you know who knows planes to prove that this is is real as well so there's a little bit of resentment between the two of them but they're forced to be together but they're forced to be together yeah yeah and i i, I mean to that point he doesn't even really necessarily have to be a retired pilot either i mean because pilots fly to different destinations all the time right and mm-hmm. so it's true he, this is the first he could just yeah. be a pilot mm-hmm. who happens to be on the first pilotless yeah. jumbo but he can see yeah, the he knows wheel. that like and when this thing works like oh great like we're all gonna lose our jobs yeah and mm-hmm. i really like where you were going brent because i think it doesn't necessarily have to be that the young guy <laughs> is what was that i don't know is that the machine trying to turn back on <laughs> Um, so that was the email off. machine trying to turn the story machine back okay. on. Go, Jeez. get out of here. Shoot. Um, but it's unplugged. It's not going to turn on yet. Well, the email machine was trying to do it. Oh. That's a different machine that we all have very. <laughs> is that, is that, of is that little to. guy over there in the yeah. corner? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
But like, it doesn't necessarily have to be nefarious. It could get to that point where he just he believes in his system so much that he thinks it's going to be successful. So he's like denying all of like the the signs. Yeah. You know, to the very point where then there's that tipping point of like, oh my god, I doomed us all. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. And so, without holding on this too long, um, he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be the one who actually lies. I mean, I know we're saying that the the it was a mistake. It was sort of like someone fudged it just to solve the problem instead of to uh, to get the thing on the plane. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's the execs are like the pe- the people who own the airplane who are like, if we don't get this statue on the plane. It'll be a huge PR nightmare. So let's just push it under the rug. And and you don't know that until later on. So he so the the designer, he thinks throughout the whole story He thinks it's gonna work. He thinks it's gonna work and he mm-hmm. thinks his plane can solve any problem. And then when he finds out that his execs lied to him, like he's like, Oh my god, like I and, and then he has to come to terms that his his like thing can't solve the problem okay. and the pilot has to save everyone. Gotcha. So he's okay. sort of so, yeah. he, he's sort of the middle. He's a problem, but he's not the bad guy. Yeah, the bad guys are the the system. Yeah, the, yeah. nice. <laughs> so we have a designer, we have a pilot. Yeah. They're together on this maiden voyage mm-hmm. of the Sky Whale, yep. and something inevitably is going to go wrong. Due to okay. weight, but some. I mean, it could be mm-hmm. any type of failure, but it can't be like a catastrophic. Everything fails at once. It has to be more of like the the failure in like I, some sort of chain reaction. Yeah, I think by yeah. I I like where you're going because I think by virtue of it being sort of an incremental sort of series of failures that kind of sets it up to we kind of ride that wave a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. So oh, we got that problem fixed. Now there's this problem. Mm-hmm. Now we fix that one. Now there's this other problem. Um, what ultimately, it, all leading up mm-hmm. to the 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 big decision about whether or not to uh, airdrop this. Uh, <laughs> It's a giant statue of Al Pacino. So, so like thinking about the layout of the plane, you know where the uh, characters are going to be physically, uh, might be nice to separate the protagonist antagonist like at opposite ends, mm. yeah, and then bring them together at the end. So um, most of the time they're like talking over the phone, like over a like comm system. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a big plane. Kind of, yeah. So, so like, what would the cockpit like look like if it's? I mean, like, does it have a joystick? Does it? I think. The, I'm, I, like the pilot brings his own joystick because he knows no. they have to carry I, rig I one. mean, I, 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 I dig the idea of them being separated mm-hmm. and maybe there is a point in the beginning where there is there's sort of that very intentional separation between these two whether they have you know e- even just like a it could be even a friendly argument if you will designer guy we mm-hmm. need to give him a name but like designer of this system goes into cockpit which is probably just more of like there's like no seats or whatever. There's maybe like a little jump exactly, seat. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like, and we don't need you. And shuts the door, like mm-hmm. shuts the door on the guy, like cuts him off. Mm-hmm. So he's like super cocky about it. Maybe. maybe I don't know. Maybe like putting it up first there. Cocky I cockpit. had, um, I had this sort of scene in mind where shit's gone sideways and the whole point is to get, make it to the cockpit. Right. And so our pilot character, uh, they make it all the way to the cockpit and they fling open the door and there's nothing there. It's yeah. just like this, just, there's no buttons. There's no controls. And our uh, up until this point, our antagonist says it doesn't fly like a traditional plane. You have to like plug in a Input. computer mm-hmm. and essentially fly it like a simulator. You know what I'm saying? So like there's yeah. there's like kind of a there's kind of a twist there because he yeah. opens it up and ever the audience is like, oh, my God, he's screwed. There's no there's no controls. There's no buttons. So, 
So at the so beginning, he has to he has to adapt. He has to kind of adopt the, a little bit of that digital. I like that. So, yeah. yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, when the pilot, when we introduce, yeah, no, I like this. When the pilot comes on the plane, his first instinct is to go to the the cockpit, yeah, or the flight deck, as it's actually called. I was corrected by a pilot once. <laughs> Did you tell him this? <laughs> it's the flight deck. Yeah. Um he goes he, the pound sand. <laughs> he goes to go in the door and the this young guy sort of blocks him. And that's where we introduce the designer mm-hmm, yeah. and sort of his cockiness and he's sort of like, Oh, like, yeah, you don't need like we don't need you in there. And he like point like he, he like the pilot actually has to sit in the regular yeah, some, some section like of the random. plane yeah. like, like you can go sit for like you get first class like whatever like go ahead sit yeah. down relax have a cocktail yeah have a cocktail we don't need you so he's sitting somewhere in this giant plane yeah wherever yeah. his yeah. seat next is. to two like, crying babies he, he needs to be on the plane in first class. but he's not he's yeah. not like yeah, important to it right right he's just in the regular passenger yeah, i love and it. the the designer goes to the the back of the plane because we we're trying to split him up and in the back of the plane is like where the brains are I don't know. Like the, mm, the supercomputer mm. is somewhere else in the plane. Back by the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it literally called a cockpit because all it comes pilots from, were men? It comes from a sailing term, actually. Oh, oh. it does. Okay, mm-hmm. but I think you know so much. I love it when we have educated motherfuckers <laughs> on this podcast. This is otherwise we would sound dumb as yeah. shit. It was a I, naval I thought, term originally. Was it okay? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just because of, oh, like I, thought, I thought it was a mm-hmm. bad play on all pilots were men for a while, and so they just gave it like a <laughs> so we toss them into this pit. <laughs> yeah. It's the cockpit. Like when they that's, fight, that's the pit of cocks. If anything, they would call the bathroom a cockpit. This is the exciting. <laughs> it's not the poop deck. <laughs> I, okay, I, so all I know is it comes to, from a no, naval sorry. term. No, that's, that's about right. as far as I just, it goes. I'm being trying to be mindful of time for you. You have a seven o'clock. Right now. No, I, okay. So, um, actually, to offer on the record, I actually think this is actually a really good place to stop let's name these two dudes well i was gonna say do we want i was gonna say we'll take a break break and then what we'll do is we'll name yeah start by name yeah yep cool um i think that's a good place to start so what we'll do is we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we'll start uh naming some of these characters so we can talk about them in more uh sort of detailed ways and then ultimately sort of shore this up and define our narrative a little bit further Mm mm-hmm Sounds good. We'll be right back. Josh Lytle. Yes. You seem to have a certain pep in your step. I do. Well, why is that exactly? Probably because of this awesome coffee. There's a there's a certain glimmer in your eye that is undeniable. I think that's the chemical effect that caffeine has on my body. And I think it will for most people, especially if you uh, source your coffee from Abracadabra Coffee. Yes, Abracadabra Coffee sourced from uh, some weirdos in Vermont, uh, South Central Vermont to be exact. And they really give a damn, Josh. Yeah, the good kind of weirdos. Yeah. Drinking this, do you find yourself giving a damn? You know, I actually do. Damn it, that's awesome. And have yourself a great damn day by getting some Abracadabra Coffee today. Yes, friends, that's abracadabracoffee.com. Check it out. Now available in the can. And welcome back. So before the break, we were talking about defining some of these characters, giving them some names, and that way we can talk about them in specific terms. And then maybe what we can do is we can sort of play out the movie from uh, from beginning to end and talk about the series of events and stuff. I feel like uh, this is a rare occasion, but we actually have a pretty good idea of our arc and kind of what's going to happen mm-hmm. and then what follows. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see what's going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we have our, let's start with our, uh, I guess, otherwise antithesis. 
uh, our designer. Our, yeah, I'm sorry, our, our antagonist, our designer character. He's got to sound kind of millennial. And I was about to say, we should give him like a millennial name. Yeah, yeah. What's a millennial name? I don't know. Anyone, it's like anyone had a couple actually, extra probably a really old name actually. Oh, yeah. to be like ironic or something. Yeah, no. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a um, hit. I'm trying to conjure up names from uh, Trendera. Ooh, Mauve. Mauve. <laughs> that's a that's a woman's name. <laughs> so he has a woman's name. <laughs> it could be a woman. I, was yeah. I don't know. I, I for whatever the, reason the I think it could of be a, a woman. Good. I like mm-hmm. that. Definitely mm-hmm. gotta be conscious about that. Yeah. Stuff. I had a uh, lady pilot this morning. Very nice. And if it was you know, it could be sort of this women have come so far to become you know, to be able to become pilots. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're taken by machines. Well, I mean, at that point, it's not it's like... Uh, it wouldn't be... Yeah, it wouldn't be... Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, they came that far. But it's really about, like, human versus machine, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 What if it's a name like Kristoff? Kristoff. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Kristoff. Kristoff. Yeah. I Sounds mean, good. Yeah, for the designer guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's too cliche. No. Yeah. Let's see. Going through my roulette, you, your wife's a teacher. You, you're some pretty shitty names. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. naming our children was near impossible. Yeah, because <laughs> we were going through books, and she's just like, nope, nope, no. nope, 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 nope. So you nope. just got to add a couple of Y's that, in there. Like, that could spread poop on May- a wall once. <laughs> Maylin, <laughs> Maylin, or Maven. You guys should sure. Maven sounds like Maven. a millennial. Maven. 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 I just is that Maven? Even a come name? over here. He calls himself Maverick. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, he has like a call sign. Okay. Wait, this this is the engineer, not the pilot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But like, wouldn't that be funny? He he's, gives himself. Oh. He he's like, call me, his, call, call me Maverick. Because he's, he's like, I'm kind of like a pilot. Yeah, you know? well, you yeah. know, and you're my goose. Ooh. It's interesting because he could be more of like, I know we, so, so far we've been referencing him as an engineer, but maybe he's more of like a programming type, mm-hmm. like kind of a Silicon Valley yeah. sort yeah, of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. character. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And so he's more of, he's kind of got that Smart like program. app developer startup quality. A little about bit of him. like this. So his yeah. name's Maven, but his call sign's Maverick. Right. That, his, that's, that's his handle. His handle. Yeah. 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 And so um, he thinks of himself as like a pilot. My friend. Because he's designed uh, this plane. Yeah. And the yeah. other, and the actual pilot, it's like, yeah. you're not and a maybe, pilot. And maybe one of the things he says is that he's to play to play into later like a little bit of foreshadowing or something is that he's he's spent so many hours in a simulator you know what i mean yeah so that's how he justifies it Mm. well going off that maybe he built the simulator but he hasn't actually flown it oh yeah Mm -hmm. that's interesting right so he 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 thinks he knows it backwards and And that's cool too because eventually when we get to the third act and when the um when our pilot character takes the controls by way of the simulator the simulator the pilot character actually has to take the controls because maverick only built it he doesn't know how to fly it he only built the thing and so he's he's kind of he kind of has to coach our pilot character uh, on how to use yeah how how to use the simulator yeah Yeah, it's like how how do you activate the flaps uh uh, you gotta press these buttons and yeah I kind of like that. Okay. So, you think, okay. so th- this is the tech guy, Programmer. designer, programmer, programmer. Programmer. He's a programmer. Yeah. And his name is something, but he goes by Maverick. It was Maven. 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 Yeah. His name is Maven. He goes by Maverick. Yeah. We're going to call, th- are we going to call him Maverick? Do you think he like, yeah. Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Maverick. Yeah. So, so he, he has f- some sort of, sorry, has, has some sort of ironic love for Top Gun. Yes, of course. Because this is in the course. future, and yeah. Yeah. now Top Gun will be this sort of ironic, funny thing. Yeah, yeah it's not a, ironic. It's just totally badass. Like, well, no, right I, now. Watch I think it is. Chris. <laughs> I think I'll, I will climb across <laughs> this whoa, table. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, I. 
Josh can I did not, to have oh, just yeah, I did not, awesome. I did not stay awake that, for uh, Top Gun at yeah. the bachelor party. Oh. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying in the future, they won't appreciate it the, the okay, way we they do. Might not. They might not they appreciate might not. the way we did. So. But I, I thought there'd be some sort of interesting co- like thing. Yeah. When, when eventually he has to fly the computer simulation, what if Maven designed it to look an F-16 like cockpit like on the, oh in the computer God. like because he can design it to look like whatever he wants yeah right. and so right. so there's sort of giant this sky whale that looks like but yeah. inside it. Yeah. it feels like a jet fighter so so there's this um for listeners who have seen stealth have you seen have has anybody here seen the movie i have not it, seen the movie but I, i'm aware of its is, place in it, uh, its shortcomings <laughs> <laughs> its place in film history <laughs> yeah so i i mean this this kind of sounds like that a little bit that direction though took um, like the computer, it's like AI, right? So it I mean, turns against them, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it's the like AI turns against them. Yeah, it's like this is for your own good. It's yeah, like I wouldn't say I wouldn't say yeah. this is this is necessarily artificial inte- intelligence as just much automated. as it's just automated. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. right? I would it's, think uh, of it's more like that. It's more, yeah. you know, there's like a a network of these, right? Mm-hmm. So think of these planes being controlled by some ground network and they fly and they just sort of take yeah. off, do their shit and go down, but mm. they're programmed to do all that in house, like yeah. on the, on the machine. Yeah. In sequence, in, in a sort of in sequence. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And so it's less that they're AI and more that they're just being controlled yeah. from somewhere. So if you're up there, you could tap into it. It's not, yeah, yeah. we're not going to get planes that decide to, we don't want to make a, <laughs> what was that? What was that movie where all the trucks and cars started to kill everybody in the eighties? Oh God. Oh, Maximum 80s. overdrive. Yeah. Is that what it was called? Uh, I, you were about I heard rubber. about that recently. <laughs> uh, maximum over. Yeah, some. Oh. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like a B movie. Uh, oh, it is. So. Yeah, it has one of the most like overacted lines ever. <laughs> okay. Anywho, so so we got to the back yeah. to topics. Yeah, let's so, do it. So we so got six, a good idea of what yeah. Maven Maverick his character is and his affinity for Top yeah, Gun. Yeah. So he he has like a passion for flying, right? And and but he's but he's never done it. But he's yeah yeah. And so he's taken it to this next level. Essentially, he's flying through the skills that he has which is programming yeah. and he's damn good at it <laughs> yeah right yeah right. and which is hence he gave himself the call sign maverick, maverick. Nice. which our other okay. character the actual ex-pilot who could have like this storied career we don't need to mm-hmm. go into it but he could either be ex-navy into commercial into whatever mm-hmm. but he's seen shit yeah right yeah he's, he's the, the point is, is that he's seasoned mm-hmm. yes he's a seasoned yeah. veteran pilot and his name is Something Hank. like Hank Sky something. <laughs> <laughs> Hank Skywalker. McCloud. Yes. Or yes, they Hank, Hank, Hank McCloud. Hank McCloud. Hank McCloud. Hank McCloud. Whoops. Um whoops. Whoops. We did that. Something like yes, like gritty, you know. Yeah, we don't need to put the sky or cloud into no. there. I just thought it'd be All funny. Right. I thought it would be funny. Wait, so sorry, is this a male or female? Ooh, no, no, no. We yeah, we did talk. Oh, we we did talk. About we did that, say it could be it could be one either either one. Whatever we think was. I'm cool with it being a uh, a lady pilot. Yeah. I'm trying to think of for whatever no, reason I, I immediately go to casting and I'm, I'm trying to think of who I would. Yeah, I thought we had a third character, which was well, there was the the, the artist. Yeah, is that w- on plane or not on? Plane? I w- uh, I didn't. I wasn't thinking so. I okay. was thinking that uh, although. We it were talking could, about it, dumping it. It could, add, yeah, it could add an nice. extra uh, yeah. wrinkle because mm-hmm. if they're on the the plane, they're gonna make a stink about uh, dropping it. So, yeah, so and I also like think that pilot, like some at the knowledge at some point of like what this is, yada yada, mm-hmm. has to come through. But I do think the those sexes have to be opposite, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Girl yeah, pilot, 
guy pilot guy yeah. guy artist. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Let's do so it. So her name is um, Veronica. Yeah, there we go. Veronica um, Wind. Call sign. <laughs> Wind. Call call sign. Veronica. Because she was a naval aviator. Yeah. Yeah. A naval. I'm a naval aviator. Yes, a naval aviator. Yes. What's <laughs> the line for Top Gun? The breeze. <laughs> Veronica, the breeze, <laughs> McCloud. <laughs> let's just let's just like move on. From yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Her name is Veronica. I've, Okay, let's just, yeah, let's, for the sake of argument, let's just call her Veronica. And she's the same as we were talking before. Like, mm-hmm. yep, decor- everything about like her. Like, decorated, decorated, veteran. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, not veteran, mm-hmm. like, per se, or mm-hmm. is. I think we talked about earlier, it wasn't, ne- it wasn't necessary that she was retired or a veteran or anything. Mm-hmm. I think the, the point was that she is the only experienced person. Highly, on she's the a plane. highly experienced pilot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like And that. when this plane succeeds and what it in this maiden voyage it'll spell the end of her job yeah and pilots like her uh going off that this is kind of for her character it's a swift kick in the vagina but (laughs) i think i think that her boss told her this is this is the end of the line and so this it's kind of like oh would it be the end of the line i like that i like that it's 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 the end of an era for her Mm. but Mm -hmm. wouldn't wouldn't they be like offering her a new position as like the as like a flight tester yeah she might not want it though yeah exactly it's it's like like well you know if this succeeds you become like the flight tester like you make sure that all these planes work but that that doesn't feed her soul like she likes to fly the plane and by just testing the robots it's not going to help her cool yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like uh uh up in the air george clooney you know where the, mm-hmm. it's like dying but he, he he still wants to travel cool so, so we establish veronica yep so we have maverick and veronica right mm-hmm. so far and we we establish them in different ways and for veronica yeah as we're hearing maverick talking about this like new sky whale being digital and all this stuff mm-hmm. and being flown and it's all automated Veronica's like walking the plane and checking like the tires and the flaps and all that stuff. Yeah. She's like doing the old school stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to check all this stuff yeah. out. Or maybe she, yeah, she, she like asks and um, it, he, he's like, don't worry about it. It's automated. Yeah. yeah. But then she still does it. Right. She right. still does like the checks. Yeah. Like I'm going to do all the checks. I'm going to make sure everything works like pilots do. And mm-hmm. then she doesn't check this one thing. No, I think she, she does everything, but like, but she, maybe they, but she does everything they, properly, but it's the, it's, it's the weight. It's there's the, the falsified yeah. weight data, I see. Yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like she does, like she doesn't have accurate data, but she kind of questions it. Though. How much does, does this thing weigh? <laughs> yeah, right. Really? And so, but then, like uh, you know, Maverick, he calls it up, and you know, he's got like a like a flight log or something like that, and he says, yeah. "I've got a complete list of every everything, the mm-hmm. weight of everything on his like tablet that yeah. he has yeah. attached to his hand. Right, he always has it. You know, and he yeah. says this this thing only weighs two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, she has like a sheet of paper. She, she writes yeah. everything down. And a little it. notebook. Yeah. And she kind of <laughs> she kind of eyes it up and down and says that looks more than two hundred and fifty pounds. Right. And and he just references the data. And he's yeah. Like, yeah, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and that's like your foreshadow. Yeah. There you go. And moving mm-hmm. on, you see the plane loads full of people. The cargo's all in. Including the, the artist. And the artist. Yeah. Our artist's name is? Is that Christoph? Christoph. There sure. you go. Perfect. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. One-eared Christoph. One-eared? <laughs> yeah, he cut his ear off just to be like his... I'm just kidding. He has, he has both ears. You can hear He just was never fine. born with one. He, he was only off, born he cut with off his, ear. his nipple. <laughs> To be more hardcore than Van Gogh. Yes. Uh, how how is that revealed? Is, is he shirtless? 
<laughs> no, he's wearing one of those like net. What if what if he, <laughs> he's, what if he's he, wearing a mesh wait, shirt? What if he sits next to Veronica and he's like a nervous flyer, and so he's telling her like all this he, stuff. He he knows Ooh. about the weight problem. Well, yeah, I guess he kind of does. Yeah, he does, but, but he doesn't know that it is a problem. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, he's motivated simply by his motivation is to you know, get this statue uh, yeah. to its final destination. Right. So there could be some. That, that's how their characters know each other because they're sitting next to each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. And we have that dynamic we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Veronica and Maverick, they sort of board the plane together mm-hmm. and we have a little bit of that, like just mm-hmm. the intention that we're two separate characters who believe that flight should be done in a different way, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we physically separate, to Brent's point earlier, like in the scene and yeah. in the space. Okay, so I think we have a pretty good idea of all of our characters. We have Veronica, our pilot, Maverick, our programmer, and our artist, Kristoff. Uh, what we ought to do is just kind of take it all the way back to the beginning and just kind of take it beat by beat and kind of do a little bit of a recap. Sounds good. Let's do it. Amen. Cool. So uh, Veronica, she is a seasoned pilot, and she has been invited by corporate to attend the inaugural flight of the Sky Whale, which is a airliner that not only carries passengers, it also carries uh, precious cargo, mm-hmm. right? And so it's this sort of titanic of the sky, so to speak. And the person responsible for programming this automated plane is Maverick. He's a mm-hmm. sort of Silicon Valley sort of Maven. type character. Yeah, yeah, his real name is Maven. Goes by Maverick. I was to say we'd we'd work in that like the automation is part of like the airline industry, like cutting yeah, yeah. cutting costs across, yeah. like cutting putting seats together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Everything about this is about inaugural profits. flight is about cutting costs. It's economy. It's, yeah, and it's also about showing off this brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because it'll That's cut costs yeah. all across yeah. the board. Yeah, yeah. The, the, these are our our wax wings to our Icarus. In fact, we should probably call this thing Icarus. But Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> foreshadowing. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. That sounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, that's great. Like <laughs> he's sky whale. The protagonist is the only person that calls it out. It's like, yeah, yeah. He knows about Icarus. Yeah. Everybody does. So. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's shift gears we'll call it Icarus from now on (laughs) okay so Veronica eventually runs into Maverick and they're uh, sort of going through some pre-flight check Veronica is doing what she does best and every step of the way uh, Maverick is sort of uh, correcting her right and Mm -hmm. saying listen don't worry about that that's automated that's automated now this is this is what we've developed to take care of that specific problem meanwhile cargo is being loaded into the plane below right and uh we see this giant 457 pound statue of al pacino being loaded onto the plane right next to it is the artist Kristoff, mm-hmm. and he is speaking to an executive for the airline and he mentions that the flight crew won't let the, won't let the statue on <laughs> because it's overweight this executive wants the publicity because they want to be the airline that is known for carrying this statue of Al Pacino across the country, right? Yep. And so that executive specifically calls in an order to let the statue onto the plane. Yeah. And he's, he fudges the numbers. He's like, He fudges the numbers. It's 250. And the member of the grounds crew says, well, this guy says that it's 457 pounds. And the executive says, no, it's not. It's 250. Yeah. They have to follow orders, so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, whatever you say, boss. And mm-hmm. so just following, following orders, again, blind faith. And so they load the statue onto the plane. Meanwhile, Veronica and Maverick are completing their 
uh, uh, pre-flight checks, they're ready for their maiden voyage. So, <laughs> so they they reach altitude, right? Thirty-five thousand or something. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, uh, Ooh, it's like strat- a stratosphere plane. Yeah, it's like super high. Yeah. Right, and so because we know, have to have a long time for it to be. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so uh, Veronica and Maverick are, are kind of uh, participating in sort of idle chit chat, and you know, Veronica mentions something about like, well, how high is it? You know, what what is what is sort of what is the um, ceiling? Yeah, what's what's the the highest this thing can fly? Right? Mm-hmm. How high is it? And Maverick mentions, well, it's the stratosphere. I mean, this is a state of the art plane. It mm-hmm. kind of zero it, turbulence. Like, yeah, 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 it's perfect. And also adds adds a uh, sort of an element of danger because it's it's super high. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's like it's, touching it's, outer space. Yeah, right. You know, if you, if you're if you're going to be in a a, a plane bound for disaster, yeah. it might as well be higher really than high most up. planes yeah. <laughs> this is when things start to go sideways right and so map maybe maverick gets a notification on his his trusty tablet right it's the tablet that he uses to sort of basically do everything talk to the plane so to speak Ooh, it like shuts off or something yeah his you know way of... some warning that he didn't expect was going to go off. maybe right. that's what happens like the ipad just shuts off yeah i mean so so it cracks it starts it starts experience oh yeah maybe he like drops it or like, yeah he yeah, just yeah. drops yeah. it is the ipad cracking is that the before or after the you know the big disaster at like the plane starts <clears throat> to go down I think, I think or does it happen because the plane like yeah, jolts and yeah the I, I like it happened i like it's like it's his safety net yeah mm-hmm. So yeah, like the he, plane, he the plane starts to plummet it. and jolts around, yeah. and he drops it. And now he can't control this. Right, from and Veronica screen. says something like "fix it," and he and Maverick responds, "I can't. Yeah. I, I this is how I do everything right, right, right. by way of this tablet." That's when Veronica. Yep. Okay. And now we have to go all the way to the cockpit. Mm-hmm. And as Brett mentioned before, this thing is ginormous. It's the Titanic in the yeah. sky, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have to make their way through rows and rows of uh, of panicking people, right? Yeah to the cockpit where uh as we mentioned earlier they fling open the door and there are no controls <laughs> and so veronica's met with this this situation where she can't do anything because there are no traditional uh, uh buttons or controls for this airplane in which uh to which uh maverick responds it's not a traditional airplane you have to you have to pilot it by way of a laptop or some sort of other device mm-hmm. Maybe it's a phone or. Do they have that device? It's yeah, it's like a cons uh, like a console mm-hmm. in in the the space, right? Yeah. It's like it flips. Like down there's nothing else but this like little yeah. terminal. Right. There's sort of this almost reconciliation between these two schools of thought, right? Because they so, have to work together. Yeah, they have to work together to ultimately save yeah, the, the I plane, like that. or at least stabilize mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. because then in addition so like, in addition to just not having enough fuel to make it they realize that they have to simply lose weight mm-hmm. and at which point they revisit but, the cargo mm-hmm. hold and they start to assess what can go so there's this impending doom like we're going to go down mm-hmm. and then at a certain altitude they're able to open the cargo so they have to wait it out until that point like mm-hmm. maybe twenty thousand feet and then mm-hmm. it's like okay 
now now we've dropped this fucking right. giant yeah. statue yeah. or it's like yeah, a, there's it, a window yeah there's you a, can't open it too soon because you'll like kill everybody yeah right. exactly or it's just like a, it's like a safety thing even just like because they're gonna have to drop something they have mm-hmm. to make sure that they're not over like a residential area or something i feel like in the I rockies think, or something like that's in what I mean. yeah there's like there's like a perfect window right of, yeah height oh that's great. space all and, these things you and, know what i mean yeah and veronica knows this area like she's flown all around the united states so she knows like without any machines i also like the image of also like they're coming towards like the rocky mountains yeah and so not only by dropping it they also can like pull up and like, get <laughs> oh, over yeah. the- oh so it's like oh. right before that happens, yeah yeah oh, they man. drop the so, statue like, and then see, they can- like and like there could be another thing there there could be another element where the system immediately is thinking like we're running low on fuel we're gonna dump cargo yeah and it's like you can't just open the cargo <laughs> at sixty thousand feet there's people, yeah. like there's yeah. people in here right and so i mean but the machine doesn't know because it's it's not it's not a, a situation that, that that the computer's prepared for yes. right and so mm-hmm. she's she's but, ultimately saving the day not by piloting the plane necessarily but using her expertise to to make a to make a series of educated decisions on how to handle the situation and so through a, a series of events they identify this giant statue of Al Pacino as the one thing that needs to go Maybe maybe it's something as simple as they've literally emptied all the contents of the cargo bay. That can go. Or, right. or maybe they just dump everything. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they've dumped everything, and it's the last thing. Yeah, it, it has to be because, the last because thing. Because the, the pilot artist. was, or sorry, not the pilot, because the artist was making such a stink yeah. about it. Well, I mean, they, they've, yeah. at, the, at, this ju- at this juncture, they've lost so much fuel that uh-huh. they literally yeah. cannot... They cannot carry anything but the passengers. Do, do right? you think that because like they couldn't they couldn't release the sections where there were passengers? Yeah. But what if the as like a as a, a sign of resistance, the artist is down there like on top of the statue. He's hugging like his head or something. And there could be like Christoph a uh, rides it out like that. I'm gonna say like there the could bomb. be like a. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange yeah, love kind right, of thing yeah. where he decides that he'd rather go down. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I think like so it's too. yeah, it's, it's it's a little dark, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. So there's it, yeah. there's a lot of development that needs to happen yeah. with that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll you know <laughs> we'll develop why he wants to do this. I, I you know something tells me that uh, you know it's, it's, it's yeah. It's well, I was going to say, say something about when they decide to drop the statue and they're like, no, it needs to get there because it'll be famous. There, there's a sort of like in the end, it works out because it becomes this. Like YouTube video yeah. of this the yeah. statue of Al Pacino like <laughs> crashing into a mountain. And oh. they, no, I was just saying it 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 falls and it's um uh, it just like lands yeah. in like a field mm-hmm. and oh. it, now it's like a tourist attraction. Yeah, I was like say, something like about the, it. The peak of a mountain. Famous. You yeah. said Rockies or yeah. I'm thinking this thing's like like yeah. sticking off yeah. the top. So of something like, <laughs> something about it yeah. falling ends up becoming famous. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. it all works it out. It works in out in the end. Yeah. So by virtue of them genesising the giant statue of Al Pacino, they're able to land the plane safely mm. on the west coast i don't know if we I, let's just yeah, call it did, la yeah yeah, what, yeah I, yeah i don't know i mean the, the, i always struggle with endings like that because and i and i guess that's not entirely unusual for something like a disaster movie it's just yeah. like everyone's safe yeah, yeah. Well, I think, yeah i mean you have that it, scene it, where like it, everyone's it, getting off the plane and there's like medical people there yes. yeah there would, there would i mean we established that this is like the maiden flight of a big mm-hmm. thing so there'd be like little kids that mm-hmm. are flying home to see mom and dad yeah. and decided to be on this flight and so you just bring all those things yeah. back together at the end they're like oh like yeah. little kids running to their i really parents. want to throw in at the end to help tie this up nicholas cage <laughs> no, um, so because now Veronica and Maverick are—they've worked together, and they're—they're they're sort of friends. I mean, they—they—they they, they both save the day, and so because Maverick has this sort of affinity with Top Gun, I want him to 
tell Veronica, you can be my wingman any day, which isn't Maverick's line, it's Iceman's. And so Veronica says, bullshit, you, you can, can be, be mine. mine. All right. I like it, yes. Yeah. It has sure. to happen. Yeah. No, I was just thinking like kind of, you know, the moral of the story, just kind of like establishing that technology doesn't go backwards, it only moves forwards. So, and I don't like making technology, I guess, like the, it's kind of like the villain. It's like, it's like part of this uh, company, like the advancement of technology. So I was thinking um, that like the corporation can like cover it up. They had a successful yeah. flight from East Coast to West Coast. They're going to roll out this fleet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's just the way things are, mm. you know. I feel I feel like that sets it up for a sequel. Yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they're going to okay. put in some extra safety features. I, I I like to think that that's the thing that happens after the credits. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we see the yeah the, that like, all right. It's we, actually like, model. like so and so and opens up a hangar and it's full of these fucking planes, <laughs> super skywales. <laughs> Sky it's it's whales. like it's like the Ark of the Covenant scene. Yeah. You know, it's just like this giant hangar opens yeah. up. Cool. Yeah. All right. Everyone feel good about it? I feel good. Yeah. All right. I think right. right after the line that, that you were saying, yeah. you know, she, she that he says, you can be my wingman anytime. Mm-hmm. And Veronica says, bullshit, you can be mine. Yeah. Yeah. And good. camera pans up. Yep. See like the whole scene. Yeah. And, and fade, fade to, to black. black. All right. You're the first person we haven't had good to explain deal. that too. <laughs> that, hey yeah. man. Uh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, uh, can I say something? Yeah, absolutely. I listened to the, I've uh, listened to every single episode. Oh man. I, I actually binged it. Uh, in preparation for for this, um, and it's just a great drive. It's four miles to my work, but it takes ha- a half hour to get there. Oh. Um, so, so if you live in LA, this is the yeah. podcast for you. Exactly. You exactly. Um, and I just want to say, uh, Chad, Josh, um, you are the reason why I first became a an actual storyteller. Um, so I I just want to thank you for imparting your knowledge when I worked here at Root. Um, so thank you very much. Appreciate oh man, it. that's super yeah. flattering. <laughs> it is glad to have you back. Yeah, man. no, this is yeah. exciting. Um, off the record, uh, the best way to promote a, co- a podcast is to tell all your friends. So <laughs> right on. Yeah. Yep. So at the, at this point uh, in the podcast, at the bottom of the podcast, we uh, name the film. Think, Does anyone have any good had, ideas? I think you guys said it earlier, right? Icarus. Or, I was wondering if oh, Sky. Or well, Sky I mean, Whale? I like the name Icarus as the name, of, like the official name of the plane, but yeah, as like a disaster movie, some sort of ridiculous title sounds. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, Sky Whale sounds like a nick, hear, that's yeah. like its nickname. It, it's but, a pretty but, just like Spruce but Goose. Isn't, but isn't Icarus a disaster story kind of? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it might not be. It I just didn't know if it was already enough. a thing. Terror thirty thousand feet. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They could do anything yeah. at like I a really mean, cla- like a really classic yeah, kind of right. disaster. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because I was just on a plane today and I'm trying to think of anything that could possibly be useful. Something something to do with cargo, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, precious cargo or um, oh yeah, yeah, uh, deadly cargo, deadly cargo. I like deadly cargo. Deadly. <laughs> it's just a picture of Al Pacino's face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something with like you know. Old school versus new school, mm-hmm. but something with the air, like, uh, like stratosphere. Because we talked about like it being really high, like, stratosphere of death. <laughs> yeah, death from above. Death from above. I like that. Nobody dies though. Oh, that's true. Or do well, they? We don't know. People, don't know. people have to die. Yeah, it's a disaster. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you like know, people some... die in the in the cargo hold. Yeah, people get sucked out. Probably the thing like we didn't talk not about because it. of the pilot. Right. Yeah, my my. My preference would be either Deadly Cargo or Death from Above. I'm going to add a third option, Icarus. Okay. Or Icarus, yeah. I think, I mean, I could see how Icarus makes sense. I was just worried it was something already. 
That's only. I don't know. That was my only. Yeah, I don't know. Hold either. up against it. Yeah. But it's not like we 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 did name the two episodes ago after a porn. So. Oh yes. <laughs> That's a technicality. Yeah. Though. Let's be serious. I mean, there's like a bazillion porns. I don't know. You just yeah. We have to land someplace. Yeah. Like, let's not get too precious <laughs> have with to the land name. Let's point. face it. It like it doesn't change anything about the movie. Yeah, so. That's true. I like Death, Death from Above. Death from Above. All right. Death it. from Above. There we yeah. go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Disaster really well. All right. We did it. Buy your tickets to Death from Above. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 25. Yeah. <laughs> thousand. Yeah, 25,000 feet. Um, and that's Death from Above. If you have any suggestions on what Veronica's call sign might be, tweet us at storymachine9k, hashtag sm9k, or email us at storymachine9000 at gmail.com. Our logo design was by David Paget. Our music by Dave Ailing. This episode was edited by Chris Wegman. Additional support by Justin Teal. And this episode was mixed by Dave Ailing. You can find this podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, or wherever else you find your podcasts. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.